Welcome to the Color of Ideas podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about getting older. I'm 72, and I'm specifically going to talk about hiking as a senior, so to speak. Uh, As you may know, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, I usually begin them by saying that I'm hiking in a state park. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I usually have a dog in tow, uh, which I do. Now, here's the thing. I've had to face some harsh realities, uh, specifically in the last 12 months. Uh, In general, when I walk, and this goes back to my youth, I walk at full speed. And so through my 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, I kept that up. I walked full tilt, almost ready to break into a jog. So when I would take the dog for a walk, we would walk the same way. It was a real hustle, which I love because the whole point of of hiking and walking for me is exercise, not really uh, meditation or uh, stop and look at the beauty of nature. I am really all about move it, girl. (laughs) Okay, well, now what has happened to me is that I'm starting to trip and fall. Okay, so in the last 12 months, which means this is January of 2022, so, uh, and we're going back a couple of years. Um, I've had three falls, three major falls. I've had numerous trips. You know, where you trip on something, but I catch myself. And uh, and the falls that I'm talking about are like timber! You know, I went from upright to the ground with a dog in hand. Now, in none of these did I get um, anything more than a black eye. <laughs> a scrape, a cut. Nothing was broken. I was able to handle it and continue my walk. But it has been something to capture my attention because I do not want to fall and break anything. Okay, so first thing I did was uh, slow down, okay? I have to give up that breakneck pace, especially if I'm hiking on a trail. Now, I might be able to carry that off on a sidewalk, but you know, a lot of sidewalks, you've got cracks, uneven places, and then of course, there are gonna be the curbs. So in general, I've, I instituted that uh, uh, well over a year ago. Walk more slowly. Okay, well that hasn't been enough because I've had two more falls after that. Okay, so the next thing I did was instead of looking straight ahead at what you could call the horizon, look down, look down at the path, the trail, the sidewalk, and take in what's in front of me, okay? I implemented that, okay? That wasn't enough, okay? So slowing down and paying attention to what is ahead of me has not been enough. Okay, so that comes to step three. Slow down some more. Oh, this is tough. For me, this this is tough. So, I mean, ah, I'm meandering. And my vision, my sight line is now pretty much at my feet. All right, let's say six to eight feet in front of me. 
Okay, now I have got to institute this uh, really <laughs> every, everywhere I walk. And that is no fun at all. Now it's true when I go to a, a, a city park that's about a mile and a half from where we live, they have a very uh, well-paved circuit that's three quarters of a mile. Now I can actually jog on there. I call it slog because it's a slow jog, but it gets the blood moving and that's what I want to do. And I can't do it with all of the dogs. That is three, that's for sure. I can't walk three. And I wouldn't do it with two either. And uh, I can do it though with one. And so when I go there, I give myself permission to do that, which I love to do. But here in the, the trail here at this park, I have to so slow down. Oh, it just kills me. Uh, now, <laughs> once past that adjustment, and I'm getting ready to pass that adjustment period. I've been doing this now for, I don't know, three months. I'm beginning to reap some benefits because when you slow down, you see, feel, and observe so much more. You know, in my breakneck pace, my, my whole goal was move, move, move. Okay, now my goal is more of experience and observe. It's a whole different thing. Now, interestingly, uh, Caesar Milan, he's the trainer that I follow online, and I credit him with any success that I've had with our dogs. It all goes to Caesar. And taking the dog for a walk is like number one on his program. It's not just the importance of the dog getting exercise. It's the, the dog learning, you're the pack leader. I'm telling the dog that he has to stay at my side, not charge ahead, and needs to be sensitive to what I'm indicating to him. So in the city, it means we're going to go down that curb, but you're not going to, the dog, the dog is not going to jump in front of me and get that second curb before me. He has to stay at my side and take that curb with me. This takes, at least it takes me, you know, an inordinate amount of time to get this through to the dog. So I'm still working on it with uh, one of them, but I mean, it's just a very big deal. And so his pace, the pace that Caesar um, suggest is a slower pace. You know, it's supposed to be an enjoyable walk with the dog. It's not supposed to, I've got to get to work, you've got to do your dump, come on, let's hurry. And that is hardly a walk. So I have, to, that kind of reinforces what I want to do. So slowing down uh, is benefiting the dogs as well. And, and, you know, it helps me to continue their training because I want them to get this on every aspect. Caesar goes so far as to point out, your dog should not be marking every other tree, should not be dumping on other people's lawns at all. The idea is have designated spots on your walk that are free for their relieving themselves. So in my case, there's the park where we're going and then there's a stop uh, that I've defined on the way there that I, I, it's fine for them to relieve. And then on the walk home, I go a little bit different route and there's a very small little playground that uh, is also fine space. And then there's another 
vacant lot. So there are ample places, and I insist on their waiting until they get there. So this park where we are right now, when, when I get out of the car, the dog that I have usually wants to relieve himself within 100 feet of getting out of the car. Well, I'm insisting that he go 500 feet. We're well into the trail, and you go here. Now, I do this so often that it's almost become, um, you know, automatic. But if it doesn't, I correct, and they're waiting until I get to that spot. Now, that may sound very controlling, but it doesn't make, I don't look at it that way at all. Uh, and the way uh, Caesar looks at it is, in the wild, oh my word, the, the dogs, the uh, wolves, so to speak, are on a um, hunt. They'll go hours uh, before the alpha dog will say, okay, we're pulling over here, let's do our business. And so <laughs> their nature is to follow a leader. If there is no leader, then they take over. Okay, so that's, so it's benefit by slowing down, extremely slowing down, to, um, as I have. It's benefiting the dogs and it's benefiting me because it brings peace. It brings relaxation. I wasn't looking for that. All these years, uh, including you know weeks and months of hiking on the Appalachian Trail, I was never thinking in terms of solitude, peace. No, 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 get to the next shelter. Okay, push, 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 push. And you know, in my city life, because I stopped backpacking long ago, my city life, I still maintained that extreme level of walking, <laughs> which is kind of funny because raising the children, you know, they all, they all got onto this. We went to the grocery store. I would park as far out in the parking lot as is possible. And then, because I wanted to walk, and I have four, five, and six kids with me, carrying some, whatever, and um, we're gonna walk at a quick pace. So when those children grew up and got married, the husbands or the wives, you know, they all said to our kids, why on earth do you walk like this? And in fact, I have to laugh that one of our son-in-laws, he went to the grocery store with me. So we, we went from the car into the store and he looked over to me and he said, well, now I know why she, my wife, our daughter, now I know why she walks like that. Okay, so digression, but guess what? This whole podcast is all about my digressing into whatever I want. So um, I'm really quite grateful that I'm slowing down and I can take in, you know, the, the sunlight. It, right now it's about five o'clock. The sun is well, uh, way down in the sky. The light is coming through the woods here in just a glorious way, which I wouldn't have noticed some months ago because I would be too focused. If I wasn't walking fast, I'd actually be jogging. It's a slow jog, but you know, moving, really moving for a 73 year old at least. Now, of course, there are lots of women, men my age who do half marathons and all, all sorts of amazing things. But uh, for me, it was a, a good pace and I would keep it up for miles. You know, uh, take a break here or there, but for a good long period, no more, unless I'm at that little uh, park in town that has the uh, uh, such a nice paved uh, circuit. So I, I'm not disappointed at all to be getting older uh, because I have health, thank the Lord, and uh, I also have 
you know, this wonderful joy of being an abstract artist and creating artwork. And so the blessing has come from uh, admitting what I need to do to accommodate myself and then find the blessing in that. And they're there, we just have to uh, reinvent, so to speak, and find a way to discover uh, a whole new way of being. Wanted to share that. Catch you next time. So long. <laughs>